This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Blue Podcast. I'm Brett Boone, and today on the program, I sit down with the Red Sox Hall of Fame. The three-time All-Star, he led the American League in ERA two times. Ladies and gentlemen, Louis Tiant. Louis, thanks for joining the Boone Podcast. No, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Yeah, it's good because, uh, like we were talking before, we don't see for a long time, bro. I haven't... No, uh, long. Right, for those of you listening to the Boone Podcast, Louis, the last time I saw Louis, I was a little kid. I was probably 12 years old. Uh, my dad, you know, played in Philly, got traded to the to the Angels that were the Anaheim Angels at that time, or California Angels. And uh, him and dad got to play together. I want to ask you about that. I remember you. I remember that Fu Manchu, and I said, that's Louis Tia. Um but what 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 was it like playing with Bob Boone? What's it like to to throw to Bob Boone? Was he a good catcher, Louie? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. He's smart. Yeah. He know he know what to do behind the home plate. And uh, you know, that helps you like the pitches. When you get a catcher, they get along with you and understanding what you're trying to do, you know. That that make it easy for you. Yeah, I, you know what? As a guy, during my career, you know, obviously the second baseman, we don't mess with you, you pitchers. You guys are on a different mm-hmm. planet, mm-hmm. and and I didn't pay much much attention to the catchers mm-hmm. either. But as a, the farther I get removed from the game, I, I realize just how important what you're talking about is mm-hmm. is that relationship. Yes. between pitcher and catcher you played a long a long time you played 19 years you had a mm-hmm. bunch of different catchers yes, how sir. big of a difference is there when you really are on the same page with your catcher or you're not how big of a difference does that make for you as a starting pitcher like an iron day you know i mean uh you know you're confident you can throw the ball on the ground they're blocking for you they're thinking most of the time like you were thinking you know, it looked like we had the same kind of brain. And, uh, and and that's like I say, make it easy for you. You don't have to check in too much, you know. And, uh, and I think when you can do that, this in your favor. Because uh, sometimes, you know, you got, you got a three pitch and you're checking, you're checking the first time and you're checking the second time. 
Now, the third time, what are you going to throw? You know, and they hit it. They, this man hit it, that get to know, but, and that's why, you know, even when I play for the Red Sox, Captain Fisk, same way. Captain Fisk was good about that too. We get along great, you know. I never check him too much. Few times here and there, I just throw. Because uh, when I look in the sign, exactly what I want, and that's what he asked me. You know, and uh, as I said, it make it easy for you. You get confident and you can do whatever you want, bounce in the ball, throw the ball over there, and they catch you for it. You know, and, uh, and then they save you a lot of games, a lot of runs, especially with men in third base. You're not afraid to throw the ball, you know, bounce in the breaking ball in the, before the home play because uh, they're going to catch you. And, uh, and that's a that's a good thing for me. What's good, you know. But uh, you know, one thing is that we we, we had to be a preacher too. We had to learn it. We had to get along, uh, trying to get along with everybody. Maybe not the same. So no matter you get a new catcher or old catcher, you you, you have to try to get together. You know, you're gonna be in trouble. Okay, and. Uh, and you have to understand that we're different, you know, and uh, they have a different mentality than the other. But uh, you, you get to the point, you have to be aware, you know what you want to do too. You can just be living in the kitchen all the time, you know, living to the kitchen. No, the kitchen going to do their job, you have to do your job. Uh, and that's very important for the pitcher. If you don't do that, you're going to get in trouble. No matter who you, you, no matter who catches for you, and I get used to every catcher I play against. Maybe know the thing. Like I said, your father was good. Like I said we're working together, great. You know, and uh, Captain Fish was great. You know, and uh, Joy Asquith was great. So we get along good, and, and you see, I the three different catchers. I get along well. You know. And they really, they really, they, they will really help me. Believe me, I know I'm not trying to blow a smoke in anybody. They really help me a lot. Louis, I'll tell you what, as a second baseman, I, I kind of can relate a little bit to what you're talking about mm -hmm. with my relationship with my shortstop around the bag, mm -hmm. turning big mm -hmm. double plays. Mm -hmm. When I was really comfortable with my shortstop, that made life a lot easier oh, defensively yeah. for me. Yes, and when sir. I had when I had a shortstop that we weren't on the same page, man, it, it was it was a lot harder. So oh, you appreciate yeah. you appreciate the partners that oh, you yeah. have that relationship to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're you known, right? You're known for your time. When I think of Louis Tion, I think of Boston Red Sox, but mm -hmm. also Cleveland Indians. You had some big yes. years in Cleveland. Yes, um, talk to me about Boston, Fenway Park, the fans, and why it's such a special place. Uh, you know, I tell you the truth. I'm not gonna say I'm not trying to kissing anybody, anything, or or, or, or blow smoke in the people, or whatever. You know, I tell you what. From the, from the bottom of my heart, I mean, when I come into Boston, that was the best thing that happened to me in my baseball career. I mean, it, it was nice to come into the big league and pitch in the big league like in Cleveland. I have, a, like you say, a few good years over there, you know. Uh, and they opened my door. 
you know. But uh, when I come into Boston, what's different? You know, the, the fine was different. The, the people show me respect, appreciation, love. I, I don't get that anywhere in my life, even in my own country, okay? Uh, and that's the same, you have to looking at it. People, you know, I, I, I come in here and then like, that is my countryman used to tell me, what are you doing, Boston? It's too cold. Coming to Miami, come on. I said, well, what are you going to do in Miami? Be hungry. Yeah, I, stay, I stay in Boston. I stay when the people want me. People respect me. And that's important for me. You know, I don't care who it is. I never, because I never was a, a, a kind of racist people. I don't like it because he's white or black or, or Chinese. I don't care. You respect me, I respect you. And that's what my father teach me. Respect to be respect. And I, and the long, I find that people like that, hey, I'm home. I feel like I'm home. And that's why my family like it here. My, my kids grow here. Uh, my, my wife like it. We come back and we live in Maine. And then we're living in Maine and we're living in Florida because two of my kids, they're living in Florida. One in San Agustin and the other one in Tampa, you know. And work, I go there, I stay there five months, whatever, three months, four months. And, uh, you know, life is okay, being good to me. I, 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 I never have any complaint, especially here in Boston. I don't have no complaint. I can go everywhere. People recognize me. People make you feel good, you know. And, uh, and that's a great feeling when, when you listen to the people, you know, sometimes you don't feel like you want to listen to nobody because you got your own problem, your own headache. But uh, they make you feel better because they're telling you things you never expect you're going to hear from some people, the way they're feeling about you, you know. And uh, and, and that's, that's, a, that's a great thing for me. It made me feel good. It made me feel like at least you, you do something to satisfy people making people happy, making people have a good time. And that's why, you know, epistemology do what I did. And I know how, I learned how to treat people. I try to be the good I can be with people. And, uh, and I think I, I pay back, you know. And, uh, and like a lot of people told me, you know, not too many play like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, you were, I know you were a lot of fun. I know yeah. as a little kid, you know how I knew yeah, who Louis, yeah. Louis Tiant was when I was a little kid? Because at the time, in the 70s, mm -hmm. uh, dad, my dad played for the Phillies. I lived in Philadelphia. You were playing for Boston. So until you guys met as teammates, yes, yeah. uh, I never – I never, they never, the Philadelphia Phillies never played the Boston Red Sox. No, no. But I knew Louis T out by a couple different reasons. You were on a, you were on an episode of Cheers with Sam Malone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what's the most I remember? Remember those movies, the Bad News Bears and the Bad News yeah, Bears yeah, and Breaking yeah. Training? When they were talking about emulating or, mm -hmm, or uh, mm -hmm. copying a pitcher's mm -hmm. mannerisms, they said, yeah. You want Louis Tiot? I give you Louis Tiot, and I'll never forget that on the Bad yeah, News yeah, Bears. Yeah, was yeah, was yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff for you? Was that cool to to have people uh, show you in such a positive light? You were kind of an icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I said, it, it, it makes you feel good because when when people treat you like uh, 
they with respect and appreciation, you know, what you do, the way, the kind of person you are. You have to feel good. It's nothing better than that, you know. And, uh, and for me, you know, I meet so many good people in my life. I've been lucky. I mean, I mean a lot of bad too, too, but I mean a lot of good ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they really made me feel good about it. When you're talking to people, you see people, you see that show, you see things like that. You know, it's a good feeling. You know, people people open the door, trying to open the door for you in, in different ways, you know. And then you just have to go and do what you have to do and be yourself and uh, don't try to be a fool, trying to be stupid, anything, you know. Just, just be yourself. Be good and, and show people who you are, whether you make it up. And that's what I'm trying to do, man. I'm not trying to be better than nobody. I think it's a fool and, and kind of stupid when you think you're better than anybody. To me, that not go nowhere because it's not. You know, we we have the understanding we need each other because uh, God making things even for everybody. We're all going to have to go someday, you know, and, and we don't know how. You need somebody around you, and that's what I think a guy wanted us to do, to to be good to each other. You don't have to kissing anybody, anything like that. <laughs> no, no, say, but but you you have to you have to be nice. You see, like your father with me when I come into California in '72, '82. You know, he, he gave me his car, he gave me one car to use in everything. And I look at it and say, well, yeah, they surprised me. You know, nobody do that to me before. You know, if you're not renting the car, they don't give it to you. He, he gave me one of his cars, you know, taking this car and use You learn you here, you know. Not too many people do that, you know. That's the respect he got it to me, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing you have to look at. And he was a good guy, man. I tell you, no, no, no kidding, he was a good guy. Your grandpa was a good man, too, you know. And, uh, and I met him also, you guys. And you when it was a little kid, your brother. Yeah. You know, and we I think we we making good relationship that year between us. You know. We we, we have a good relationship for that point because I, I see you later on and see your brother, you know, and uh, and we talk every time they come in here or I go to New York, I see we talk, I go to the I go to the office. You know, yeah, go to the uh, office. You oh, talk, yeah, I go to the I go to the office and talk to him. You give Aaron any advice? Yeah, no, we talk. <laughs> you know, we talk. He he, good kid too. He, yeah, he good. You know, I mean, you know what? I tell you what. One thing about people, they have a lot of these same wrong. I don't care how smart or how dumb you can be. You don't have a good place. You're not right. gonna win. I That's don't right. care what you think. I don't care what people say. And that's the problem with people. Oh, so they don't win. They don't, no, no, no. They manage to play. That's right. You know, the play is play. And everything I'm being, I see that. Player has to play. The game you're supposed to play to be a winner. You know, the manager, they win because of us. They don't win because of him. They win because of, because of us because we're happy. Every game we go there and we fight. We give a hundred percent, and that's how you you come in 
a good manager, and then you start getting experience, and you're gonna get better. So move, you have to make it. Uh, and like I say, how many times or how many move you do? Do I mean, how many games you win? A hundred and sixty-two games because of the move you make. If you win ten games, you win a lot of games. The rest, the player had to win, and you know you play. You played baseball for a long time too, your brother, and we had to play. And that's what I used to say, and they said, say, you had to go to the field and care about what you do. Forget about what the other players do. And, and we do, everybody do the job they're supposed to do, we'll be fine. We're gonna have a good thing. But when you start worrying about the other guy, this guy, man, now we got problems. Yeah, you need to take care of your business, and, and I laugh at people when they they say, "Oh, that manager needs to go," or or yeah. that hit that hitting coach. That's the great one I hear all the time is the hitting yeah. coach when the hitters aren't hitting. I said, yeah. "Do you realize how <laughs> how unimportant?" And and I I mean no disrespect to hitting coaches no, no. out there. I think it's one of the toughest jobs yeah. in the game. But mm-hmm. when you're a big league hitter, it's mm-hmm. when you get into that box. It's on you. The on hitting you. coaches once in a while can give you a a, a piece of advice, some encouragement, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like your pitching, like your pitching yeah, coach. Yeah, when yeah. Louis when Louis Tiant doesn't pitch good, it's not mm-hmm. the pitching coach's fault, and no. you know that as well as I do. When Brett it's Boone, me. When, me. right? When <laughs> Brett Boone doesn't hit good, it's not because my yeah. pitching coach sucks. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You have to do your thing. You see that 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 thing is. Uh, that's why God creating us the brains. We had to use in the brains. See, that's the problem now with a lot of those young guys. I don't think they're using the brain enough to get, kind of get better. You just go and play, and whatever happened, happened. And, you know, pitches especially. God watching the pitches. And it's unbelievable what they do. I mean, terrible. Some of them, they are terrible. They don't know how pitching. They only seem to throw hard. No, no control. And that's that's why they're getting in trouble. They get hit too much. They, they're giving too many wrong. When you give that many wrong, you have to win. You know, and, uh, and that's the problem I think we have here with the Red Sox. We, every time you're watching the game, we give it too many wrong. You know, it's tough because they, 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 you put in pressure and they hit it. Because uh, the hitters, I, I think I said once, I told to my son the other day, I, I told him, I said, look, you score four, five, six, seven, one, you should beat anybody. I, I don't care what team you play. You have uh, the, the guys that, that can do the job pitching, holding the offensive for the other thing. You have to win. But that's the problem. We, we have a problem with that. We give it too many runs. And, uh, and that's what the, the problem we are in the last play now, 15 games behind. You know, that's a, and that's a, a sad thing because uh, I don't want to see my team losing all the time. And, and we do things we're not supposed to be doing because we got too many young guys now. And I don't, say, I don't have nothing against the young guys. I think they should be prepared more when they come into the big league, because every time they come in here, it's like they're facing a wall. They hit the wall, they don't know. And then they come in here and they get confused. 
and, and they have a problem with that. And there's no issue. I mean, I don't care what the big league is now or 100 years back. It's a big league, the best player they're here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can be good in AAA, but when you come in here, that's a different story. It's a different you know, world. It's a different oh, yeah, level. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People don't understand that thing. You have to have a, you have some good pitches. Maybe some not that good, but some that good. And they're going to get you up. And they're going to embarrass you sometimes. You know? uh, and that's the problem with that. And, uh, and then we don't understand. We, we, you know, we, we have to learn it. We have to learn it. Every time you go into pitch or you're going to play, you, you know, you, you're looking you, how you play this guy, where the guy hit him most of the time, you know, and then the pitcher is saying, well, the guy don't like a breaking ball too much, or the guy don't like a draw change. I can work it out in and out, you know, but you have to be able to do that. How are you going to tell me you're going to have a good control when you're not working on it? You know, they, and you have to have a control. I don't care how high you throw. You know, in the big league, everybody hit baseball. And you can throw 500 miles per hour. They're sitting in there and they hit you. And they hit you way back, too. <laughs> no, no, way back, you know. And you see that, you know, you play. You teach, see the well, game. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazons the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team yeah and when i when i talk to about about exactly what you're talking about they, the mm -hmm. velocity is up yes i said i'll tell you what mm. when i come to the big leagues and i'm in my prime i don't care how hard yeah. you throw a hundred i got no problem with it if no, you no. leave it in the middle of the plate the problem i have is the guys that can hit the edges consistently yeah. mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. makes hitting really tough but velocity oh, yeah. For, for players, yeah. for young players, velocity yeah. has nothing to do with it. Nothing you to can, do with it. If you can put it on the edges, now you mm -hmm. got something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and, the, and the problem is uh, you throw 100, you can throw a strike, and you behind the hit all the time. Forget all They're the going to marry you. Yep. They're marry you. You know, uh, you're, gonna, you're not going to have a tough time to get away with it. 
And, and that's the problem today with a lot of those young guys, you know. I feel bad for them because uh, they have to learn it. I know, like I said, you know the pitching coach, you know the, the, the hitting coach. We, we, we have to be available. That's what we have to bring to thinking to. Don't let nobody let it, let somebody think it for you. You know, you have to get some idea. I, I'm talking to you, we have a meeting. I can tell you, look, think you have to do that, moving the ball in there, throw them in there. Now, when you practice, when you go to the to the mound, you have the idea. You might not do that well in the beginning, and then you start getting in there. You know, and uh, I, I don't think we do that. We don't do that. I mean, I watch it. You know, we don't do that. I mean, I watch in the game, I get mad because I was a pitch. I don't want to get hit. <laughs> I don't want to get hit every day. You know, once in a while, somebody's going to hit you because uh, you, it, it got some better talent than you in the big league. And they, they're good. They're going to hit you no matter what you throw. But, but I, I guess what I used to tell the hitters, I say, I don't mind you hit me, but I have to get you out. One way or the other, the good way or the bad way. You know, that's, right. uh, uh, that's what I used to do. And that's what I learned. See, uh, and I learned early in my career. Uh, then when I, get, I, I, I heard my aunt in Cleveland, then it was changed. I had to change everything, my plan, everything. And then combined with different wonder, you know. And, and, and you know what? When I changed my wonder and everything, I, I win 172 games. Yeah, I, because that's what Louis Tiant is known for. That windup. There were certain guys of your generation. I think yeah. of Kent. I think of Kent Tocolvi. I think of mm -hmm. Fernando Fernando mm -hmm. Valenzuela. Very sure. unique windup. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rick, yeah. Ricky Henderson from the hitter side. The way he played the game, he mm -hmm. very stand out. But then there was Louis Tiant. Talk to mm -hmm. me a little bit about how that windup came. You said there was an arm injury in Cleveland. Tell me the whole process of that. Uh, in '69, I, I him, you know, my 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 arm hurt me in my back. I, I mean, in the year before, I win 21 games, 1.6 CRA, you know. Uh, I mean, I I get everybody out. You can call it that way. And, um, and then in '69, I have a bad year because I can't I can't pitch. My arm hurt. And then don't let me play winter ball. I told her, let me play winter ball. No, you're gonna get hurt. Well. I played winning ball for 22 years. You know, my, my mind is ready for, my body ready because I, I did it for all those years. Now they don't let me play. And then when I come back in the spring training, I take get the, the pain in my back, my shoulder. And then all year, I have it. You know, I never get rid of it. Then they threw me to Minnesota in, in, in 70. They even let me know. I, I find it, they treat me, I was playing MOC in Mexico in the winter ball. And when I crossed in the ball, because I had to go to Dominica, to a, a team over there, the Aguilas, I'm going to reinforce in them. And then when I go by, I go to the store. And the store, the manager of the store, go, is a Nata, a guy Nata. He's a Mexican. He used to be a second base. Like 
Uh, he was good to me, man. He was my buddy. And uh, I go over there, and then he, he, I look, and I say, man, I know him. He coming, God damn. We can't, we talking. And then he told me, you know, you know, they trading you. Train me? So yeah, they bring in the paper. We're watching the paper. They bring in the paper. It showed to me. They train me. Nobody told me for the thing. Nobody called me anything. They just train me. And then I go to Minnesota. Next year, seventy. Then I hurt again. And I had to get out. I mean, I was six and old. And I had to get out on. Uh, and take it back at three months. You know, the doctor told me, you know, you have to keep through. You're lucky, the bone don't break. Just like a, like a kind of stretch, tendons. <clears throat> then you have to throw, keep throwing. Yeah, I, I do that. And he told me, see, it hurt, you stop. And I did that. Then in the last two months, I started pitching again. But I know what's my hand, I know what's strong. Then I go back to, I go to, to Venezuela. And I throw no in the room, everything. <laughs> pitching good, start pitching good. And come back, 71, and then they release me. I had to go to, I had to go to Richmond, Virginia, triple A. Then I was there for 20 days, and then go to Louisville. They belong to the Red Sox. And I was there 20 days and they they called me up to Boston. Then in 70, as it was in 71. And I, but they, when I come into the big league, they put me in the bullpen. I never was a bullpen pitch. I was starting. And then I, I win like a one, saving about four, uh, losing about seven games. And then Joey, man, what's his name? The manager. That's the manager uh, for Boston? Yeah, 71. Let's see. I got, I'm got. i going to look him he, up for he, you. He passed. He passed already. He's he from, from Richmond. Good to me. Good wife. Uh, you know. And uh, he keep me. He, you know, I wanted you to stay here. Eddie Casco. Eddie Casco. There you go. Look at me on the fly looking it up. I got yeah, you. Louis. Yeah, yeah, Eddie, yeah. <laughs> he got it. He said, no, I want you here. And he keep me there. Then in 72, I remember coming to the ballpark. And then I see, <laughs> you know what you used to manage to use to do that. They put in a baseball and you lock it. You know you're going to pitch. Uh, and then, you know, I, I come into to the ballpark. I look at look at my luck, baseball. I said, "Damn!" Well. Then I, I got some idea already. I said, mm -mm. "I think he wanted me to pitch it." Today. And uh, he come in about ten minutes after. He say, "Are you ready?" I said, "I'm ready all my life." <laughs> you know, give me. I got the boy. Are you gonna pitch it tonight? Sonny Silver supposed to pitch in that night, but he come in sick. Got fever. Cold, uh, and he said, "No, you pitch it to me again." Cleveland. Then in the, in the seventh inning, I was beating three to one. And then I got the hit and two strike no ball. And then 
Please give me the sign slide. I said, okay. Now, when I was in the window, I started thinking about it. Nobody told me anything. I just started thinking about, oh, I'm going to try this and see what happened. And then when I, do, I do my wonder and, and look in the center field, look in the sky, <laughs> throw a side down to it. <laughs> I see the guy, eyes about that big. <laughs> he moved from the home plate. He was in the home plate. He moved. He moved away from the home, away from the box. And he put right in the middle of the play. Right tree. Then he had fish. What is that? He said, no, this is a new pitch. He was, oh, no, no, bro, no way, no way. <laughs> you see the new pitch. But even Fisk, Fisk, he don't know I'm going to do that. You know, I never tell anybody. And uh, he come to him out after the guy go to the dog. He come to him out. I said, what is that? He said, this is a new pitch, my friend. You, you're going to see a lot of that. <laughs> wow. and, I tell, and I tell you, you know, I start practice to get a better control for different angles, you know, and bang. You know, I found that's out. And that's how it happened. Yes, you found out. That's you, how you, that, that happened. I mean, I went 172 games after After Did you, do you watch the current, you mentioned Aaron with the Yankees. Do you see it, that young, uh, he's, he's on the IL right now. He's, he hasn't pitched for a while. Nestor Cortez, he's got a little Louis T yeah. on in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know Ray Negron. Who? You know Ray Negron. Right. Yeah, Ray Negron. Yeah, he's a, he's a good buddy with him. Uh, uh, he talked to me and he put him in the phone because he wanted to meet me. He never meet me, but oh, Nestor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very cool. He, he wanted to talk to me. You know, we, I talked to him. I talked to him a few times, but he wanted to meet me. Uh, and I told him, you know, I, mean, I, I think they told me, Ray told me they they trying to change the delivery. And I told him, no, you're pitching good that way. No change, nothing. You know, and uh, he keep doing the same thing. He kept winning more. I'm betting now this year he got hurt. I think there's something wrong with him. I don't know. Well, but, I'm uh, looking at, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at your career, 19 years. You won 20 games four times. Back when yeah. wins back when wins mattered. You you led yeah, that yeah. seven seventy-two. I mean, I'm looking at the sixty-eight year. Uh <laughs> when you had a one six, twenty-one yeah. and nine yeah. with a one six ERA. That's that's mm-hmm. an all-time one of the greatest years of all time for a starting pitcher. Yeah. Uh, 72, another unbelievable year. You weren't even an all-star in 72, and no. you had a one you had a one nine one ERA. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you were an all-star in 74, 76, won 22 games and 21 yeah. games. Mm-hmm. I got a question about your your Boston years. 1975, you go to the World Series. <clears throat> you play the Cincinnati Reds, a big red machine. How good was the big red machine? Bad. <laughs> <laughs> they were bad. Well, I tell you, they were bad. Everybody hit. Yeah. That's important with those guys. Everybody hit. Yeah. And sometimes the good, good pitches too, they hit. You know, not just uh, you make a mistake. No, they, they're hitting good pitches too. And, uh, and they hit for power. They they hit gaps. And they play they play hard. I mean, uh, the pitching not was that great, but I mean, they scored so many runs. They're making everybody great. <laughs> yeah. That's You're right. Thing. You're right. 
People don't no. talk about that. Pitchers were good, obviously, but they weren't mm-hmm. known for their pitchers. They were they yeah. were known for that lineup, one through mm-hmm. nine. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, all those guys. I'm telling you, I think when when I faced it the first time, I cheered him up. No, I think I, I get him for surprise because they never see me. Maybe they see me in TV or whatever. But they never, I never pitch him against him. Uh, you know, I thought do my deliveries, this and that, change speed, in and out, up and down, you know what I mean? I, I, I kind of surprised them, fooling a little bit, you know. But uh, they, they still have a good time, go, go hit him, man. And then when the second game, the fourth game, same thing. Yeah. And, uh, and then the, the third game, the game six. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, they, and that game... I was feel better than any other game. <laughs> That's what yeah. I tell you. The baseball is funny. My arm was feel good. My first ball was better. And I get hit. I get hit better. I get hit more on the, on the, on the previous game. And I said, but I make a mistake. See, I make a mistake. Hanging the breaking ball in there. Foster. They hit the center field wall. You know. Griffin. Uh, Griffey was one, one of the, the hit. They hit me better than anybody else. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. It's yeah. you, meant, you mentioned it. You said <clears throat> they've never faced me before. They've maybe seen me mm-hmm. on TV. But yeah. that's, how, that's how it was back then. I mean, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the All-Star games were ultra competitive because you don't see each other except for in the All-Star game, American yeah. League, National League. Yeah. And you don't see each other until the World Series. There wasn't yes. this interleague play where yeah. all the yeah. players know one another. You're constantly yeah. oh, playing the National you. League and the American you League. You got book. It was different. You got your book. You got your book. Now they got your book. They know everything. You, what you do, what time you do this, what time you do. They got everything about you. Yeah. But like I say, do you have to... What are you calling that word? You, you, you have to do the job you're supposed to do. You you know how, what pitching you can get in my You know how you should pitch in today. But you have to exercise. You don't do, you don't make no difference. How, how good you know what they can hit or, or how you can get them out. You can exercise huh? And that's, I, guess, I think that's the problem with the pitcher today. They, they can't exercise the pitches. They, they don't have no control. You know, I mean, uh, they're not crazy. You, got, you, try 100, you, try, you throw 100 miles per hour. I don't care who he, I don't care who, but you can hit 1,000 home runs in my year. You're not going to hit me. I tell you, that's what happened in Cleveland in 68. Mm-mm. And we got some good hitters, man. Detroit, have a good hitter. Yankee, have a good hitter. My first game I pitched against the Yankee when I 64, when I get to the big league, you know. And I never was afraid to throw a first ball to anybody, you know. And I know I'm not trying to even throw hit guys, because I, I hit few guys. That's it. But then because they, they don't see the ball, they say they're losing the trajectory. Of the, when I release the ball, they lose. And they're trying to get like a getting inside, and they can go back and hit him. But uh, I don't throw too many guys. 
en el session de Drew I hit it. You know, but I, I have a good control. I learned to have a, acquire good control. You know, in and out, up and down, change speed, breaking ball here, breaking ball there. You know what I mean? I'm never afraid to throw the first ball. I think a lot of these kids, they want to throw too many breaking ball when they don't have a good breaking ball. They hang him every time. I watch him. I watch him every day. Well, well it, be, it becomes, as a hitter, and I watch the game, uh, I don't care if you're going to throw me a fastball or a breaking ball, but if I know what's coming, that's a yeah, big no. advantage for me. And I agree oh, yeah. with you. Uh, a good, a located fastball still now and always will be the best pitch that the you best have. <clears throat> if you can locate a fastball, and I laugh, Louie, when they say, mm -hmm. oh, he shouldn't have thrown him the breaking ball or he shouldn't have thrown him a fastball in this situation. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you throw. It's the location yeah, it's, of the pit. Location, location. Okay. Well, you played. Uh, you played 19 years. What a great career! You had 2,416 punch outs. Yeah. I mentioned earlier you won 20 games four times. Mm -hmm. uh, three three ERA for your career. Three time mm -hmm. All Star and, and twice you led mm -hmm. the league in in uh, ERA. Mm -hmm. um, when the when the Red Sox broke the curse in mm -hmm. 04, because you played pre curse, what were your thoughts? I mean, it's been so long since the Red Sox had won. And in 04, they finally win the World Series. Well, I, I, I think, uh, you know, it, it was a time. You know, <laughs> after all of here, I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. They don't win. 86 years, something like that. That's a long time. And, uh, you know, we, we have good players. The guy play hard. You know, Davey, all this guy, Manny, and they're good hitters too. You know, and the pitching, there was decent. There was the bad guys. They have a good reliever. And that's what I said. That's what we're talking. That's what I take it. Everybody do their job. And that's what happened with them. Everybody do their job. And the pitcher come and reliever, boom, check the, check the door. This guy, he needed a home run, boom, he needed a home, you know, everything working one after the other, you know. And that's what I remember when the manager for the for the Los Angeles Dodge, when they still the second bay, when they will beat the Yankee, remember? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what they still in the base, boom. The guy, base tie tied again, and then in the scene, we win. We beat him. So he don't do that, we don't win. You know, and, and, and as I say, you, you have to create situation. You just can't sit down and wait. Oh, we're going to hit five home runs. Mm -mm. That, that, that don't happen. You, you, you have to play play by play every day. Stealing base, hit and run, trying to steal a home play, you know, moving the run. We don't do that much anymore. That's what Tampa win. You look at Tampa play. It's still a home play, bounce ball, moving the run, play. That's a baseball. The baseball you know, the baseball I play, the baseball I see. You know, and that's a different. That's why they win so much. And they have yeah, a pitch. Tampa's amazing. Tampa's amazing yeah. what they do each and every year. They keep they keep I'm bringing telling. back. They they keep creating. They they have a lot mm -hmm. of turnover. They have a they have mm -hmm. a low payroll, yeah. and they're a, yeah. they're a top major league baseball. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Nineteen ninety. Go ahead. 
Yeah, they're the best now. I they're know. good. They beat anybody. I mean, they don't care. And they, like I said, everybody, you look at it, that's what we're talking before. Everybody do their job. Yep. This is the difference. Nobody, I know everybody trying to hit it wrong all the time. You know, no, they put the ball in play. You know, moving the run, hit and run, stealing home play. Now, how many things in the big league is still a home play? <laughs> Not too many. I don't Not see too many. many. I don't see too many. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing about it. You, you, you play a side game, you know. Everybody, like, they all, in one play together, you know, the blue, let's go win it, let's go do this. And that's how you win. I don't care what anybody say. You can have a guy hit a 100 home run. I don't care. And, and you know what I say. One guy can win the pennant. You need the 25, now 26, 28, whatever they do. Every day I see so many players new. I don't know. I don't know. Everything changed. Now you, you need everybody. No one guy. No two guys. You look in the engines with, with the Otani and and my friend too, you know, they're not wing. And those two, they're killing the lead, they kill everybody. Look at Tiny, what kind of year he got, you know. But, Un unbelievable. Oh, it's, this is something, this is something out of this world. That's something. It is. It, it only, really, they, I'm making only one like that. A hundred year one. <laughs> I agree. There's no way I you can do it. You I can do it offensively it. and pitch like that. I'm telling, I tell you, that's, that's something. I admire him. I watch him. I watch him. He's a bad boy. I'm telling you. He, he, you know, he's not afraid. He do what he need to do. He's a smart kid. Young. Yeah. You know, he, he got it all the two. I don't see nobody like that. And, and you're not going to see another one like that a hundred years. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you're, not. You're... eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits. Turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your career is so remarkable, but mm-hmm. I think what's a little even more remarkable is, is, uh, and I want to cover this before I let you go, mm-hmm. uh, your childhood growing up, mm-hmm. you grew up, you grew up in Cuba pr- yes. before, before Castro, mm-hmm. uh, tell, share with the Boone podcast, Louis mm-hmm. Tiant's life growing up in Cuba. I got a chance to play, uh, Louis when I was in when I was in college, I was on the U.S. national team, and we got to go to Cuba uh, to play the Cuban national team. By the way, we got spanked; they whooped us. But this is back in 1989, and, and that was that was when Fidel was in in control, and not too many Americans get to go there at all. But tell me so, a, just a little bit about your childhood, and it's remarkable because then the revolution happens. You can't go mm-hmm. back to your to to your home, mm-hmm. and you don't get to see your parents for 14 years, and and you have this big, big league career. Just take me through your childhood and what it was like growing up in Cuba in those days. Well, before it was good, you know, and then when, when the revolution coming, everything changed. You know, you can, you can do too much. You know, uh, it was completely different when you grew up after that. Then, you know, I, I signed in my contract. 59. I was 16 years old, going 17. And then my father had to sign him. I said, Well, I go to Mexico um, and play in Mexico three years. You know, and, uh, and then Cleveland buy my contract in 81. And in 61, they buy my contract and then bring me to the United States. But, uh, you know, you know, you know, what's easy task because. Uh, they don't, they don't want you to get out. I had to thank you like a month and a half after the season start because uh, they don't let, they cancel all the flight. Nobody can get out. And uh, it, it was a hard, it was a hard thing because uh, you you change it from one light to another, and the and the other light you you take it and now a new one is not as good as you were before. You see. Uh, and nothing you can do about it. It was hard for us. That's why all the Cubans start get out of the country any way they can, in the, in the boat, in the tire, whatever. A lot of people die in the Gulf of Mexico because of a lot of one, a lot of Cubans. And that's a change that happened. And for me, you know, I am the only child. I don't have no brother, no sister. You know, then, when I left, I come back in city in '59. I come back and I go play Nicaragua winter ball. Then in '62, I do the same thing, go to Nicaragua. Then I come back to Cuba. And then in '61, '61, you know, I, I go. I come back to United States, but like I said, it take me like a month and a half after the season after. I'm missing, it's been trying, I'm missing everything. Yeah, they don't let me get out. 
cancer of the fly. And uh, it, it, it was tough. It was tough for us. When you're young and you want to do something in life or be somebody or have the opportunity to be a professional player and everything, and then they shut the door like that, you know. You don't know what you're thinking about. Then I come out. I'm lucky finding my wife. The best thing that happened to me, I married in Mexico. We're 62 years now, we're 63 years. We're gonna go marry. Wow. That's the best thing that happened to me. Then, you know, the first time when I come back, I was 46 years. First time I come back to my country. And then what I see, I don't like. I mean, I go over there and I go on the bus because that's the one they're doing the the, the the movie about me. And then, you know, I was crying. As soon as I get out of the airport and then go on the bus and looking, we go to Pinata Rio where Tony Oliver from and play with them. Yeah, I mean, I watch anything, I cry. I was crying, crying. I can't believe it. That happened in my country. Can't believe it, you know. And I think it, it was like that for every queue. I and mean, you see, they still get out. They still want to get out. And, uh, and I know it, it was easy life for us, you know. And uh, it was tough, especially the, the candy life when I was a kid. I live. You know, I don't was rich or anything, but I never was hungry. My mom and dad take care of me. And you know, my father used to play for the Negro League <clears throat> for 25 years. When the New, yeah. York, New York Cuban. You know, and I was, I was fine, you know. My mother take care of me, you know. I mean, uh, I eat every day. And I, have a, I have a decent life, you know, compared with some of my friends. You know, but uh, everything changed after that. I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine you're 16 years old and all of a sudden you're kind of on your own. You know, it's, it's tough enough for us, you know, to, to, to sign when you're 20 years old, but you're, you're not only deal you're dealing with, that's a culture shock. You're dealing with a language barrier. You sign with the Cleveland Indians. How tough was that when you're 16 years old and all of a sudden this is your job, and you get fired from jobs if you don't do your job. Yeah, I know. But I know. but to get through that and become a big leaguer and and have the kind of career you had, mm-hmm. talk about the challenges for you as a young man. No, at no, six, man. at sixteen, in the minor leagues, you had to. Man, you had to go through a lot of things in those years. You know, they still have a, the the races and all this stuff. You know. And it was easy tough for us, you know. Basically, the, the, I think, you know what? I think the, the best thing that had me more than anything was I don't speak English. <laughs> that, was, that was the best thing? I think it was. I don't understand to after what. After what I understand what people tell you. People right. you. But in the beginning, I don't no care. Say. No I, say. No say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I just laughing sometimes. You know, people, man, they're getting on you, boy. God damn. And then the place that we, we can stay together in the same hotel. You know, we, we had to go to, uh, to the black session to, to stay. Uh, 
and they were playing there in the, in the hotel, nice. We can do that. I mean, a lot of stuff. Restaurant, they had to bring in the food to, to the bus because we can, they stop in the road and we can go and eat there. They don't let you get in there. And you have a lot of, lot of problems. Then the manager, they, they call in the manager, the nigger lower. <laughs> wow, wow. I hear, I hear you to get me. He go in the tank. And then we go out there. We go behind him and go and try to kick him. But he was, man, oh, man. Well, he was good. Pike Cogan, he was the manager. Then they throw rock on the bus, breaking the windows. Oh, oh man. It was, it was terrible, you know, it was, I mean, I'll I tell you what, see, what you say I did, it, it really was hard in that, in that age, you know, I was like a 19 years at that time. It's tough, because I, I never see that before, you know, my father told me, and I know from my father, all the things he going through, you know, and I don't think, he don't want me to play baseball. I, 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 I want me to go to school, and you know, I, I, you know, you're young and you want to play the game, and I don't think you know. If he played why he don't want me to play. It doesn't matter what his problem, you know. <laughs> you can't then, tell us. That's yeah, what want to do. Yeah, and then when I come in here, and they say, "Oh Jesus Christ, I know why, I know why he don't want me to play baseball." <laughs> it was. It was terrible, I tell you. It was sad. It was sad. It, I don't know. Some people, they are discriminate, criminal, you know, like crazy. I, I know I never get that part. You know, make you, make you, make you feel bad. You can do this, you can do that. Uh, it was terrible. It was terrible for us. But uh, like I said in the beginning, I don't speak English, but. I don't, I don't, I don't understand too much sometimes what they say. And then I tell Lenny, mm -mm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, 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 it was terrible, boy. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Well, I'll tell you what, Louis. But, but, but you know what? It's like everything. I come here to play baseball. I don't come here to fight. I don't come here to to discriminate anybody. or well, Because I never was in my life. My mom and dad never uh, told me anything about racism. My father, I know what he go through, but uh, my, my friends, all my friends, Cuban, white, black, you know, we get along right. We don't have no problem with that, you know. And uh, then when you come in here, you see all this stuff, Jesus Christ. And then on top of that, you have to go and do your job because if you don't do your job, you go home. And the problem is I can't come back home. <laughs> right. So you're in a triple quandary. Like, I better make it. I better be a big leaguer because I can't go back home there. Where am I, I going to go? I'm telling you. I'm tell and that's, a, you know, it's not because by the end of the season, you know, Christmas coming close. Only We got about five Spanish players. Right. Two Cubans, two Dominicans. No, three Cuban and two Dominicans. And you know, every, all, all these guys, they're happy, you know, they're happy. They're gonna go home for Christmas, you know, 
get some drinking, hypocrite, you know. And I sit down and listen, and, uh, and I can come into my country. Uh, you know, I start crying, because I can't come back. No, I, don't, I don't have no country. The, and the only country I have it was Mexico, got married in that time. I, I come back to Mexico to my wife and my baby. And, uh, but it was tough, it was tough for all around, it was tough, you know. But uh, like I can say, nothing is in life. You know, and I know one thing, I earn it, whatever I did, I earn it, and nobody give it to me. I, I had to earn it. So they, they, they were tough, they were tough times, you know. And, well, I'll tell you, well, Louis, that, yeah, it, no, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine uh, going through what you did, but you did, you prevailed. And as we say, there, there is no backup plan. It's I got to do this or there's nothing for me. Where am I going to go? But it was awesome. What a, what a great career. What a great, uh, I don't know, story. Uh, awesome. 1997, you go into the Boston Red Sox hall of fame. That had to be an unbelievable day. And, uh, I just want to say thanks for coming on. It was great. Uh, checking in with you. It was a long time no see. Hopefully, I run into no, you somewhere. Down. You too. Me too. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hopefully, you know, and I told you, Dad said to, to send his best. Um, and, uh, man, this was, this was a lot of fun. Very cool. And uh, for those of you out there listening to the Boo Podcast, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.